Hey everybody and welcome back to the Throwing Up Bricks podcast episode 34, I think? 34? Uh, we're getting pretty up there. Uh, as always, I'm your host Jared and I'm joined by Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Jerome. Cheerio. <laughs> and that's it for this podcast, just the, the big three dogs here. Um, talking some basketball, talking some finals basketball because we have in the books two more games to talk about, games three and four of the NBA Finals between the Heat and the Lakers. We'll get into that stuff. We'll get into some coaching news. Congrats to the Seattle Storm for yeah. winning the WNBA championship. Stewie! Stewie was awesome. And Sue Bird, remember when she set the... It was a finals record for assists in like the first game, right? Um, yeah. So she's that was crazy. Like, she's been dropping how, how, how long has she been in the league? I think she's been in the league for like... 14 years? I'm not, I'm not sure. She's crazy won the like, championship in three decades. So oh it, is, it is actually her. Because I remember when I was a kid, I had a WNBA poster. And I think I still have it lying around somewhere. I was like, I'm pretty sure Sue Bird was on that poster. Yeah, she won a championship. I thought, I thought this Sue Bird was her daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she came into the league in 2002. That's yeah. nuts. That's, That's crazy. Nuts. She's she's basically doing what the Lakers thought Steve Nash would do when they traded for him. <laughs> yeah. All right, wait, Damn. I got my fact. A little Jimmy Butler love. So Jimmy Butler okay. is becomes only the third player in NBA history to record a 40-point triple-double in the NBA Finals, along with LeBron. Um, and he's also the only player to out-rebound, assist, and score LeBron in an NBA Finals game. Wow. Yeah, that, that is, was yeah. truly one of the best finals performances I think I've ever seen. Even though I was yelling I, yeah, at the TV. I don't think time. that's hyperbole either. Yeah, that's that's legitimate. Jimmy buckets, Jimmy boards, Jimmy passes. <laughs> yeah, and defends. Yeah, because he uh, he does it on both ends, man. Doesn't and prematurely says they're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> he does do that, but uh, to be fair, I think that was uh, a response, right? Yeah, I think it was a response to to LeBron saying that. So it just goes to prove my karma point, man. Never freaking brag during the game you can't do it man you also the last person to brag is the next person to get uh to get the karma exactly <laughs> just, lebron just bragged they lost the game jimmy bragged they lost the next game <laughs> the next game exactly so you just can't you can't do it man you put yourself in that karma queue line and then it's gonna yeah. come up eventually <laughs> yeah Ugh. all right well let's uh before we get too distracted let's uh do our housekeeping jake housekeeping Thank you. As always, if you want to reach out to us, you can do so at email throwingupbricksjj at gmail.com. That is throwingupbricksjj at gmail.com. Pod name followed by a JJ. Jake, where can they Podbean, find Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Alexa, Spotify, TuneIn, and Apple Music. Did I make that one up? Um, kind of, I think. Right, I think it's the same it. thing as iTunes. <laughs> okay. Just making sure you guys know. I'm not sure. I don't use Apple stuff. Uh, yeah. I think people are more of a pear guy. Apple. I see. Yep. <laughs> yep. I like those pear shaped devices. Um, all right. Well, let's, pear uh... shaped, so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Jake weighs 230. I'm never going to let that go. 229 for, for your information. Oh, you, you updated it. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never thought you'd weigh 230. Like there the was a moment in time. Was on the decline, folks. <laughs> There was a moment in time in high school, Jake, when I thought you would never break 160 ever. I was, I was, oh yeah, you're right. I guess, I guess 180 <laughs> was like my target weight. So I must've been what, like 170. 
at most maybe dude if i was 230 when i played in high school i would be dominating people <laughs> be pushing people around in the paint well do you remember there was a moment in time when actually when i came into college i was like 156 i don't know 156? how 156 150 Jeez. i was sub 160 yeah you you bulked up in college you were yeah, a buff guy up, yeah yeah i yeah, was I like 156 in like seventh grade i think <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you guys you guys saw me like my going into freshman year of college like i was basically a stick on on yeah. legs yeah. Uh, i mean it's, you got the, you were a runner you're a runner yeah, I was so a runner. Yeah. It makes it works you need that all right, the hip surgery t- and the working you. out and all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's, <laughs> let's talk about Jake being too yeah, let's go back to Dean. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on. Let's let's hit it. All right. So two games to talk about. Like I mentioned, um, games three and four of the NBA Finals. In game three. <clears throat> Was it a bit of a disappointment for me, at least? Uh, the Heat bit. managed, to, yeah, a bit. <laughs> definitely an understatement there. The Heat managed to down the Lakers one fifteen to one hundred four, put the series at two one. Um, we'll get to Game Four and what happened there, but uh, let's just focus on Game Three. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Jimmy was the highlight, as Jake mentioned. He went for a forty point triple double and just had his superstar moment, like we mm-hmm. talked about in the previous pod. You know, we we talked about how he needed to do that, and we weren't sure he had it. The Jerome Skelly call to greatness and almost worked. Almost got to 50. (laughs) He he gave me a 40-point triple-double. That's great. He tried, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he was the highlight for me, I think for everybody, obviously. Uh, What were your guys' main takeaways from this game? Because on the Lakers side, there's just nothing to talk about, really. Well, turnovers, turnovers, turnovers on the Lakers side, huh? That was was awful. I mean, that's been the name of the game basically – for this entire playoffs, right? When the Lakers turn the ball over a lot and they're prone to do that from time to time, it, yeah. it spells trouble, right? Because yeah. it, it provides mean, easy points for the other team. And that's exactly what we're, we're when we're winning, we're best at stopping easy points yeah. in our defense, right? So, yeah. And then the, the AD foul trouble as well. Like he only played 32 yeah. minutes. Like that's not, you're not willingly playing Anthony Davis 32 minutes in a finals game. That's no, not something no. you're planning on. <laughs> um, so him, he just he, he couldn't really get a rhythm um, offensively. And the part of that is also the, the Heat kind of changing up how they're playing him, um, which we had talked about a little bit before the pod. But, I mean, yeah, he just couldn't couldn't really get a rhythm. He, he was in and out of the game, especially in the first half. Third quarter, that he let him play, and I think he didn't pick up another foul the rest of the game. Yeah, he only um, finished from with there. Um, he finished with four fouls, so yeah. He, he, but – but it didn't matter. The damage was done. He was basically exactly. invisible well, from that point Well, was it, on. though? Because they they did take a lead in the fourth, but then they just kept turning they the ball did, over. They did, but it was not They just due to kept AD. turning the ball over. Yeah. But yeah, he, I, had to, he had to change how he plays, and that, you know, that, that's going to that's gonna affect the game. Yeah, and I thought he Obviously. just kind of disappeared after that. Like, he got so tentative from trying to not get another foul that he just was taken out of the game. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. What about yeah, you, Yeah, LeBron and AD had more turnovers than the entire Heat team. And Jeez. that kind of was the. It was just the most frustrating game I've seen. It's topped all the other frustrating games. It was. It, I was annoyed. I wanted to turn the TV off and not watch. I, I, I mean, I stuck <laughs> around for Butler because that that was a great thing to witness. Yeah. But they just. I don't know. Even we'll get to Game Four, but even in there, there's times where the Lakers just don't look like they want to go for the kill. They look passive and they look they frazzled sloppy. by the heat yeah. pressure. 
you're you're leaps and bounds better than this team. You should have destroyed this team and crushed them in four games. And just I'm I'm so frustrated with LeBron. I mean, you look at his stats besides turnovers. You're like, oh, he almost had another triple double. Yeah, he does that in his sleep. You gotta expect more from that. He needs he needs to crush them. I want him to to go in there and just crush their hope for as a franchise and want to leave the NBA. But he just won't do it. I don't know. Well, here's my conspiracy theory. Um, first two games, uh, what's everyone saying? Oh, well, this one's not going to really, doesn't really count. Like they're blowing the heat out, heat out all the injuries. He don't, he don't even have a chance, blah, blah, blah. I think conspiracy theory time, he, he threw the game so that people will stop saying, oh, it's so easy. They just, they're just, they just swept them. Who cares? Like, this doesn't really count. Honestly, so that's, that's, that's I'm, I'm on that board. Theory. I'm bored with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. I, I think that happened too. And I think another dimension to that is the AD for MVP thing. He yeah. wanted to, to throw a hard game into the wrench, make AD look bad so that his case for finals <laughs> MVP looks better. <laughs> look, when LeBron, you know, the when manipulator. Morris, yeah, when Morris and Kuzma are your most efficient players, that, 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 that's a problem. Well, that's what scared me about the game because we got – good games from from Morrison. We got 36 combined points from those guys. Like yeah. you never get that and and we still lost. Like I mean, handled, yeah, well, so towards the end uh, of the game it was closer than the score indicates. It was a close yeah. game and that's that just shows you how much better this team is than the Heat. They they should there's no excuse and it pisses me off especially cuz they didn't have Bam and they didn't have Drogic. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You're not making a great case for the GOAT LeBron. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, it's a it was a rough one for Laker fans, but let's let's give the Heat their due because they did play amazing. You know, Jimmy had a great game, but it wasn't just him. Like they got contributions across the board. Like Tyler Hero had some moments. He's not been shooting great from the field, no, but he was he stepped up late the first three quarters, and then he just yeah. does what he always does. He doesn't care, and he just keeps shooting, just keeps shooting, and he, and he shooting, finds man. his stroke. It's 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 crazy. Yeah, Kelly Kelly Olenek has yet to have a bad game. I feel like he, he yeah. just keeps playing awesome. Uh, he's a great, great minutes out of him. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's been good for them. And then they, they went away from the zone. They stopped playing zone when they saw that finally realized that LeBron was just absolutely eating it for breakfast. Um, and they started, you know, going to the man and forcing doubles on AD and getting the ball out of his hands. And, and it worked. It's time. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my issue with the Lakers offense is they're looking for AD and they and the Heat bring the middle guy over as as a, a soft double before he gets the ball. What you need to do is you need to immediately swing the ball, get get it to somebody on the other side of the floor and drive and create a, a, a help situation. You can't just stand there and lightly pass around the perimeter and then shoot the ball with two seconds on the shot clock. Yeah, you got to be more aggressive. They just they're just waiting for AD to get the ball so he can score for them. I don't know what they're doing. But that's so. To be fair, that's a staple of any LeBron team, right? Standing around and stagnation at times. Right? Exactly. Bring back so, the triangle. Where's the triangle? We want the triangle. <laughs> do not want the triangle. Yes, we do. It'd be perfect. Could you imagine him and AD in the triangle? No. In the nineties, yeah. In the nineties, yeah. But they're not good enough shooters. And um, today's defenses are way too smart and at doubling and and rotating on a string to be flummoxed by a triangle i don't know i don't i don't know oh, yeah it it's only one what 11 championships it's it's a bum offense <laughs> i just don't think it works anymore different eras man different eras. Yeah, yeah yeah 
whatever. I mean, obviously it was just the Knicks, but they did try it with the Knicks, and it was awful. You go play <laughs> with the Knicks. The Knicks try is awful. <laughs> <laughs> I did preface it by saying it was the Knicks. <laughs> I did preface. Do you just automatically disregard anything that happens after that statement? Like it was the Knicks, but and then you just yeah, that's true. All right, well, yeah, so the the Heat took game three. It looked really scary for the Lakers fans. Um, It looked like they had figured out a lot how to stagnate our offense as well as um, just score at will with Jimmy kind of leading the way and, and, you know, orchestrating an offense. Um, It looks scary. I I mean, it looked very, very scary. That's interesting because, I mean, obviously I'm not a Lakers fan, uh, but it seemed to me like this is actually – it wasn't really that that scary because kind of – the, a lot of things went right for the Heat, things that aren't necessarily sustainable. Like Jimmy Butler's probably not going to average 40. You saw it in the next game. He didn't get 40 again. Um, you know, they were in this game as badly as they were playing. Um, as many times they turned it over, they were they had a lead in the fourth quarter. But, um, you know, it, it, it's stuff that I, I, there were still good signs from the Lakers despite how poorly they were playing. And it's just kind of things that aren't really sustainable. Like you're not going to have – like LeBron's not turning the ball over eight times every game. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Lately, uh, yeah, he's been well, a turnover machine, so yeah, <laughs> I would guess. But him. like you know, he still he still kind of had a LeBron game. Um, the bet and at least the bench played well, so that's something. Uh, yeah. So, but I, you know, they did, and the, the Heat. This is something we were talking about before coming into the series, and something all playoffs we've seen with them. They know how to close games, and. Yeah. It was very reminiscent of, um, I think, Game 5 or Game game 4 of the Celtics series where they were right in it. They took a lead. They came all the way back, took a lead in the, fo- in the fourth, and then and then the Heat just, just ran away with it after that. Yeah, yeah um, you're totally right. They know how to close games. And they and know they how to get to yeah. the free throw line. And they know yeah. how to be effective from the field at yeah. sometimes. And that's, that's the key, I think, looking at the box score and looking back at the game is that the Lakers weren't able to get a lot of fast breaks off missed shots, and that's where the Lakers are the best team in the league in, on, on the break. And mm-hmm. they control the pace, and J- Jimmy scored 40 points without attempting a three-pointer. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, that's the dude is, the is unbelievable getting to the free-throw line and unbelievable in the mid-range. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just glad that we're doing this podcast today instead of yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> really pissed. Yeah, and I'm with you, Jerome. You're right. There were a lot of things. If you're an independent observer looking at game three, you're thinking, wow, the Lakers did this much wrong and we're still almost, you know, able to snatch this victory at the end there, you know, given some bounces a different way and some some taking care of the ball. So there's definitely signs that they had, you know, the top end production to outmatch the heat for sure. It's just, It was just scary to me as a Laker fan, I guess. And I guess all fans of teams are like this to some extent where they they harp on the negatives when things go down hill right um you really only see what went wrong and um and I, it was just scary to me seeing that the heat had figured out some answers you know that's true seeing that they had they had learned and that, that they should stay away from the zone that they had learned that they should double the ball out of 80s hands because he's our most effective weapon they had learned that our shooters run hot and cold and mostly cold and so they can leave them alone on the perimeter so yeah, yeah it it showed a lot of worrisome trends for me and that's, that's why true. i was uh I, you know the takeaways for this game were pretty bleak for me but mm-hmm. If you segue into game four from this game, um, that Jimmy thing that you noted, Jake, that he scored that many points without taking a three, I thought 
that reared its head in the opposite direction or the other side of the coin in, in game. Uh, I guess that would be four. Um, <laughs> if I can count yeah. right <laughs> game four, where, uh, we realized that you could just leave him alone on the perimeter because he will not shoot. This version of Jimmy is so hesitant to shoot. And when he does shoot, he bricks it 99% mm-hmm. of the time. So it's, it's interesting because in, if you're okay with moving on to game four guys, uh, yeah. the Lakers did manage to, to come back and take this game 102 to 96, which is really, really close. And while the lead was slightly bigger at some points during the fourth, I think that is pretty indicative of the game as a whole because it was yeah. a slugfest. It was an absolute battle. Nine league changes, nine battle. nine ties. Yeah, it was it was a back and forth affair. It was a defensive slugfest, um, and you know the Lakers kind of you know pulled it out. Uh, according to that stat, it was never in really doubt. You know that one stat where going into the fourth that they have pulled a lead, it out of their ass, like thirty nine and zero or something. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was a it was a good uh, what what's the word I'm looking for? It was a good game no <laughs> no it's like a i don't know resilient showing i guess is what i'm trying to say for the, for the lakers you know the, mm-hmm. maybe they didn't have everything going again um but they were able to, to dig deep and fight in the fourth quarter there and, and match the trademark miami grit and grind you know so i, I what did you guys think about game four well i, I mean yeah was, you, you kind of touched on a lot of it it's like kind of a back and forth game um really close obviously bam came back that was huge um, that he was able to play. One thing I thought was interesting. Well, I guess they didn't really play Howard that much. They didn't really need him. But yeah. um, I thought that that um, he would have. Uh, he being, I thought um, Spolsha would have gone with Leonard and Adebayo, so that Adebayo would not have to ever match up with with that bum shoulder. Have to match up with um, with Howard. Yeah. But but he just he just went with the you know the tried and true lineup. Yeah. Um, so I thought I did think that was interesting. Um, but, I mean, they, they played a good game. Um, Bam was solid. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that, that was a big storyline, Bam coming back. And, yeah, it was, it was, it was, a, good, it was a good game, I thought. Um, real tight. LeBron, once again, doing LeBron things, you know, near triple-double once again. Um, Even though he, again, looked kind of sloppy in the first quarter, I thought. Yeah. He did uh, yeah, really really the first sloppy. half. He had six turnovers. Yeah. And then, but he, um, he and turned then, it on late. AD hitting that dagger three. Late. That, that was, was huge. an awesome. Three. That was huge. Late in the fourth quarter, just yeah. rising up and splash. Oh yeah. man, that was great. Yeah, that was a. I mean, that was the icing. You know, the ice the game three that we were kind of looking for from everybody else and couldn't get it, uh, except for KCP, who actually played the surprisingly yeah, KCP good. KCP had five. I think he had a, a three and like a big a big drive at the end near the end of the game to help close him out as well. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah, our he was, our was third good. guy rotation today. Or yeah, he was not KCPP this game as he was in game three. <laughs> that was my key. It was the role players. Our role yeah. players outplayed their role players, and that won us the game. Um, even though Ronda struggled from the field, he was doing a lot on defense and 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 running the offense when LeBron was on the bench, and everybody else stepped up and did things. Morris mm-hmm. hit a couple key threes. Kuzma was confident. Caruso was doing his thing. I was happy. Even Danny Green, as for every time he touches the ball, I close my eyes, but. He played okay today, um, yeah. and I think th- that was the key for me, that we outplayed their role players. Kendrick Nunn was absolutely atrocious. Mm-hmm. Kelly Olenek didn't have a good game. Um, now that I recall, it was just the starters that were, were doing all the heavy lifting for the Heat. So, yeah, um, As frustrating as LeBron was in terms of his, his taking care of the basketball, he was still LeBron. 
he got to the free. He was more aggressive, and that's all I wanted. Just yeah. attack. Ten for, 10 for 12 from the free throw line. Just attack. He, he, he put his head down and just ran to the basket. That's all you got to do with this team. So yeah. overall, I'm happy. I was frustrated during the game, but um, I, I, the Lakers are playing down to their competition, I think. That's what's making me pissed. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely an aspect of that to it. For sure. Because look at the top end talent here. I mean, nobody can even get close to matching LeBron and AD, yeah. right? Like, yeah. we just have so much top end talent, especially with all the injuries the Heat are facing, that yeah. we should be, like you mentioned earlier, Jake, just blowing them away. But we're not because A, the Heat are just so feisty and are willing to fight to the bitter end. And are well right? coached, obviously. And they're well coached, exactly. Yeah. And B, the Lakers are just not taking them seriously enough or they're, they're kind of look lethargic in first quarters. And I don't know. It's a, it's a, even though they did, they did end up winning the first quarter by five somehow. Yeah. That was their biggest, uh, that's the biggest margin of, uh, of difference in, in a quarter. This game was the five point win for the Lakers in quarter one. But so one thing I want to harp on here, um, even though AD had a, a much better game, obviously than the, the horrible game three, um, which we didn't even mention his stats in game three, which I think we should probably go back and talk about. He had 15 points. He only took nine shots from the field. Yeah, he had five turnovers and four fouls. Like he was a minus twenty six on the game. Yeah, I mean like, Jerome Jerome hit it on the head. Just it's hard. Like, you can't blame him and totally because those fouls just completely took him out of the game. Completely mm-hmm. took him out of his rhythm. Um, but you know I, what? I'm going to disagree because okay, I as much as I don't like the inside the NBA, you know, analysis, quote unquote. I'm doing air quotes with my hands. You can't see. It's great for an audio podcast, right? Um, but the inside the NBA guys, when they throw it to them, inevitably time and time again, the only thing Shaq ever says is no superstars got to be better than that. You got to be better than that if you're the superstars. And I really hate that reductive analysis. But in this case, I think it's true. This is the finals. Like, I don't care if you have foul trouble. You got to play better than six of nine from the field, 15 points. Like, well, if, I, if I recall, like, come on. This was also, this was the first game where they really started doubling hard yeah. on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is a guy that, you know, he's not a, a gunner by nature, you know, he's going he's to, not. he's, he's, it's kind of like uh, what the Lakers did to Jokic where he's trying to make the right play. Um, and, and so he's not, he's not going to be looking for his shot in those situations. And that was the first time, first game he's dealing with that. And you add on to that, the foul trouble where he's not really getting into a rhythm and he only played like he, he's been playing pretty much 40 minutes every game. Right. And yeah. you're, you're, you know, you're cutting his minutes down, down to like 31, 32. Um, yeah. So it, 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 there were a lot of things that were different in that game than, than other games. Um, and I think the, the next game, he still didn't really, uh, that's what worries score me. all that much, but, but that's also worrisome for the heat that AD scored 22, really 19 until you hit the dagger three at the end. Um, and they still lost. So that, that's yeah. kind of scary for the Heat. And I'll give him credit that in Game 4, AD, probably part of the reason he was so not involved in the offense, is that he was giving every ounce of effort he had on the defensive end, and he mm-hmm. was killing it. Like, well, yeah, he one-on-one went- took the Jimmy matchup 11 possessions in this game, and I, I think Jimmy went 1-7 for seven from the field in those 11 possessions. So he was just smothering everybody. He was taking jimmy he was meeting everybody at the rim for denials he was just clogging the paint like he was everywhere on defense and his tongue was hanging out basically on the offensive end so i think yeah. he was just giving all he had to i mean his his thing. plus minus was almost as much as his points scored he was exactly yeah, plus. He was plus 17 yeah 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 so i'll give him a, you know i'll give him credit for that he he played an amazing defensive game 
and he chipped up and uh, mm-hmm. chipped in enough offensively uh, in game four to to get us this win. He was key in that. But I, I'm just a little concerned if they can that easily take him out of the game. Or, or you know, with every passing game, the Heat get healthier and healthier, right? And our mm-hmm. our advantage on that front gets slimmer and slimmer. So I'm I'm a little worried if they're that you know if he's that easy to take out of the offensive game plan. So. But is it, is it, I think it's worth it if he's also taking Jimmy Butler out of their offensive game plan. It is, for sure. That is worth it because Jimmy is basically all they have right now. Yeah. According to these stats, he um, played him seven minutes and 47 seconds. Like He was the primary defender on Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was a huge adjustment. Once again, Vogel with the adjustments on the defensive yeah. end uh, for the better. It's a bold adjustment, too, because then you got... Yeah. Um, you have uh, uh, at times a smaller defender on Bam, but I right. guess he took the chance that Bam wasn't quite hundred percent or or in the flow. And, and then once again, off. this this goes into the the Lakers' advantages, where a smaller defender is probably still like three inches shorter at most, like maybe six, because Bam's not that yeah. tall, and right. Lakers aren't small. Like they don't have yeah. a Kemba Walker. Once again, they yeah, their guys are like six LeBron five, six six Bam, at right? least. Yeah. And exactly, yeah, you yeah. always have LeBron. Rondo's the shortest guy on yeah. the floor. Yeah, and Rondo could be a pit bull, right? He can shove people around if he wants to. Exactly. And he's, he's got so that old man strength. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, all around kind of, I don't know. For me, it's just like a weird two games, right? Yeah. Like the first yeah, game was so ugly on the Lakers' end, and Jimmy was so awesome that it was just this weird combination of those factors. And then this game was just a slugfest. I thought neither offense really got off the ground until late. And yeah. It was weird games all around. Um, but pro- I guess promising signs overall if you're a Lakers fan, like I am. Uh, <laughs> because, uh, yeah, 3-1 lead. LeBron's never lost that lead. Never lost a 3-1 series lead. He's also never lost a game in the finals where he had a chance to clinch it. He's had oh, three wow. championships, and he's won every single time he had a chance to clinch a, a championship. So He's never lost a clinching game. Wow. Yeah. And he's but he's lost every other every time he hasn't had a clinching. Game. I guess exactly. that's, that's true. That's All the other times he's never had a clinching right? opportunity. Right? <laughs> um, yeah. But w- another thing that's interesting here is, um, I believe e- pretty much every game, which is surprising with the the Lakers' size advantage, the Heat had been um, pretty much either matching or out shooting the Lakers at the basket until yep. Game Four, where they only shot fifteen. And they still they they made ten, which is still solid, but the Lakers were fifteen for twenty two at the at the rim. Um, so I wonder if how much that has to do with with um, Davis on Butler because Butler's the one really slashing to the rim. Um, and I mean Davis is just so long, so, so 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 quick, so so good of a defender that it really limited what Jimmy Butler does. Like it, it really limited his game. Yeah. Um, you're 100 percent right, and look at the free throw attempts for Jimmy too. He only exactly. had seven in this game, down to which seven. Is, you know, a decent amount for a player in general, but not a Jimmy kind of style game, right? He wants to get to the yeah. line 14 times, like he did yeah. in the previous game. So, I mean, retroactively, you could say, "Oh, it's an easy adjustment," but it's not because Vogel is, no. is extremely intelligent in terms of what he decided to do. He put Anthony Davis on him because Jimmy was getting to the he was doing the Luca move where he'd get into the paint on a guy that's smaller than him hit him with his body to create separation and hit the fadeaway jumper. You're not going to do that against Anthony Davis. Yeah, it's too so, long. Yeah. So Jimmy had to be a lot more creative if he wanted to score, which led to him being, you know, less effective getting buckets. Although he almost had a triple double again, Yeah. but, uh, 
yeah, it was a great adjustment, and I think that really that really was the game there for for the Lakers. Yeah, it also looked like to me that AD learned over the course of the game how to guard Jimmy because I thought at first he was really crowding him, mm-hmm. and um, you don't need that. to crowd. You, yeah, you don't. He's too strong for that, but also like he's not a good shooter. Why are you yeah. crowding him and you know taking up his airspace? He's just yeah. going to eat that up and drive around you, and then and also with how tall he position. is. With all exactly. how tall AD is, you can close that distance. You can close that distance. You don't need to crowd him. And I thought he learned that later in the yeah. game. And he started giving good. him a lot yeah. more space. They, and they guarded him, him like a superstar. Him. You're not going to yeah. stop everything. Pick one thing that you'll give him in order to stop him everywhere else. Exactly. 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 Yeah. And it works. And right now, his offensive or his outside shot is not his first. Oh, for three from three. Yep. So that was that was good to see. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting. Um, I think the big battle is interesting overall. You mentioned really early on, Jerome. Dwight only played eight minutes. He basically started the game, saw eight minutes, and then never played again. Uh, JaVale got zero minutes again. We've basically eliminated the bigs that aren't Anthony Davis in this series. We've we've conceded the small ball game to the Heat. And now it's just a function of, can we win that small ball with AD at the five? I mean, we've shown that we can, right? We've shown Mm -hmm. that we can three times. But is that going to keep up, or is Spo going to have some sort of adjustment that, that takes advantage of us getting sucked into that kind of play style? I think that'll be the key uh, coaching change for game five. If, if Spo's going to get an advantage somewhere, it's going to be taking advantage of our lack of size um, and not necessarily super out rebounding them. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I, that's what I'm going to be looking for in game five. If Spo has some sort of defensive uh, adjustment that can, can crowd the paint even a little bit more um, and, and make those Lakers shooters have to make difficult threes. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. That'll be interesting. Yeah. That'll be interesting. So we didn't get the sweep that most people thought, but it's still looking like Lakers in five is the most likely outcome. Uh, On the Heat side, Duncan Robinson finally shot well from three, three for six. He did. He'd been... He did. They, I mean, they got a good game from Hero and Robinson in the same game, yeah. I thought. Um, yeah. Which they never get. They never get those two guys firing on all cylinders at the same yeah. time. So I thought that was interesting that the Lakers weathered that storm. But their bench yeah. was just god-awful. Yeah, that was Kelly Olynyk. This was the bad Kelly game. Yeah, uh, to, to Spolster's <laughs> credit, he only played him twelve minutes. Yeah, you kind of see that. Yeah, yeah. And Kendrick Dunn was just Ken- a huge yeah. negative two for eleven. Like oh, yeah. but that and this and this is the this is where we kind of go back to the Brad Stevens thing where with with um obviously Dragic out, you have to have you have to play none, and yeah. you can't you can't yank him like you could yank Kelly. Especially right. while, since Bam's back, you can yank Kelly if you need to. Whereas you really need, you really rely on 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 Nunn's, um ball handling there, and he just what didn't have it to, uh, yesterday. He did not have it. His his shot making, or you know, his play in general is indicative of a guy that really hasn't played much in the last three months. Um, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. it looks very much like he's been buried on the bench. Um, yeah, for a good reason. So, <laughs> yeah, there's now weirdly a three game break between these games and, and the next game um really so I, yeah it, it's very oh. strange so there's like we had a game last night right we don't play again until yep. friday wow um which is incidentally when we have our next podcast but we'll talk about that <laughs> later so yeah there's a there's a big break here i i obviously that favors the heat you know getting all their yeah. guys healthier and healthier with every passing game um, but I think in a weird way, it also favors the Lakers because I don't know about you guys, but LeBron and AD just look exhausted out there. Like yeah. our two most important players are visibly panting on a lot of possessions. 
Uh, and you so see I it think... with, you know, towards the end of the game, LeBron kind of taking, taking those threes. The... Settling for threes, yeah. yeah. You see with AD not being involved in the offensive game plan. Yeah. You know, he's using all his energy on defense. So you, you see a lot of signs of that. So maybe in a weird way it does uh, does help the Lakers, you know, get mm-hmm. those old legs a little bit of rest. Um, or but I think case, that's, that's also probably why Vogel pushed the minutes because uh, you know okay, yeah, we, we're not playing until Friday. Yeah, yeah, good point. Very good point. All right. Well, game five, like I said, does happen on Friday. Uh, we'll be looking out for that. Uh, do you guys have any other keys that you're looking for on, on Friday? I mentioned my uh, SPO adjustment on the boards and taking advantage of small ball. What do you guys think is going to be key? I need an AD dominant game to clinch the finals MVP. Um, and I need Danny Green to touch the ball no more than five times. That's interesting. So you still think AD has a shot? Because some people would say he lost it with that horrible game three performance. No. I mean, it's one game, and I think if he puts another dominant game together, because LeBron has been LeBron, obviously. Like I always say, he's yeah. always he puts a triple-double up in his sleep, but in terms of impact on the game, AD kind of won two games for them. Um, I don't I've necessarily disagree with you. Take over yet. Yeah, that's true. I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying if you look back at it, and you know, you're five games down the road, you've kind of forgotten the memories of the first few games mm-hmm. are a little hazy for you. You look at the stat line, you're like, AD had a horrible game and LeBron still put up numbers in that game, 25, 10 and eight. Like you're going to look back at that and you're going to be like, Hey, LeBron never really disappeared. Even though if you're watching the game, just obvious, he very much did. Right. He very much had bad games and bad quarters and and lots of turnovers. Right. Mm So I don't, I don't disagree with you. I think AD is still by far the most impactful player, but I think uh, it's whoever puts together the game, then the best closeout game here. Because yeah. I think what's interesting is that a lot of times it does feel like the MVP of the closeout game it gets wins yeah, the finals MVP. Yeah. I think this time it actually is like it's fair because they've kind of been pretty pretty much neck and neck, um, yeah. especially kind of last two games. Even though AD obviously had had that dagger, um, but I think MVP of the closeout game for the Lakers um, is the finals MVP. I, I like that take. I'm with you. Yeah. And that and that's how it should be. This is a co MVP a thing. Has that ever happened? It's a thing if it ties, which I think normally they have an <coughs> odd number of voters, so that doesn't happen. I see. Um, I know it's happened in baseball. I don't. I don't know if it's happened. Baseball. In the NBA. Baseball. baseball. Oh, give me this. Give me the sound bite. <laughs> you talking about? You gonna, you gonna launch off on it now? <laughs> no, I'm not launching. There it is. <laughs> Actually, I am gonna launch it because it, it makes me kind of mad. So, 2001, um, the Yankees. Lost the World Series to the, the Diamondbacks. And the Diamondbacks had two great pitchers, Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson. But clearly, oh, yeah, those guys. R- Randy Johnson was the better pitcher in that series. He pitched the on Randy like two man. days short yeah. rest in Game 7. He bailed Kurt Schilling out. Kurt Schilling did not win Game 7. Um, Randy Johnson won Game 7, I believe. And yeah, he, he pitched like, fi- he pitched like five there, scoreless though. innings on, on, on two days rest. And they somehow gave co-MVPs. Get out of here, Kurt Schilling. That's Randy Johnson's by himself. I mean, the Schill man was good. You know, I remember that. You know, he was good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And old Randy, man, you know, nobody really liked him. You know, he, he was a popular guy. So I know I Peter no doesn't like him because he, he exploded a bird. <laughs> what? God. You've never seen that? No. Yeah, he, he was pitching and a bird just flew into the path of the ball oh, and it exploded. That. The ball oh went one way, the God. bird went another way, the feathers poofed. It was crazy. <laughs> like when Ginobili took down that bat on Halloween. 
<laughs> he is Batman. <laughs> yeah, Randy Jackson showed the best way to uh, to to pluck feathers off a bird. You just hit it with a hundred mile an hour fastball. <laughs> All the feathers gone. Unreal. Uh, yeah, you didn't think we'd talk about uh, birds and bats in this podcast, but here we are. So. <laughs> the birds and the bats. We'll put some flowers in the cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, we're eagerly looking forward to game four on Friday. Um, we have uh, another couple topics we could quickly get to if you guys are up for it. Yep, uh, we yep. mentioned at the top the WNBA. You got anything else to say about the Seattle Storm? Dynasty. The crown there? Dynasty. Well, yeah. So yeah. so this could actually um, kind of reflect on on KD a little bit because Brianna Stewart is coming off a Achilles. an Achilles tear and she yeah. just won finals MVP. Um, she and she's also, she's someone that, you know, she relies on her size, but not necessarily like, you know, the, the kind of quote athleticism that you're thinking of. And Katie's similar. Like he's at, not that he's not, not that neither of them are not athletic, but they don't necessarily rely on, on that athleticism. Um, yeah. so this shows that, and, and there's, how old is Katie now? Is he 29? He's 31. He's 31? I think. Okay. So he, yeah, he's older the, than That's her the main sure. thing. Cause Brianna's. Uh, she 26. was 25 when she tore 25, it. Now yeah. she's 26. So it's yeah. it's a different it's a different uh, it's not exactly the same, but um, I think it it does it, it can show that someone you know can come back and still be that be their dominant selves after especially if they're not like you know a Russell Westbrook Derrick Rose type guy that's like it's all about the athleticism. Yeah. Um. So I think that that is uh that does um, bode well for for KD. Yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, I, she's I'm she's just you. so dominant. Like, probably got is. it. Probably the best college player ever. Yeah, you know, did she lose? I don't think she lost a game. Four championships is <laughs> unreal. Did she not lose a game? Oh, geez, I didn't know that. Like, maybe wow. they lost once in their four years in college. It's unreal. Wow. Yeah, I knew she was she was dominant, but I didn't know that dominant. Wow. Yeah, Stewie is a she's a force to be reckoned with, man. Yeah. She's like playing a different game than a lot of the women she's playing with right now. Honestly, she's just like so versatile. It's ridiculous. And then, uh, yeah, Sue Bird, the grizzled vet, still still got it. Yeah, never. That's pretty down. wild. The, your 18th season in the league. It's like LeBron. Like you're you're, you're yeah. aging like fine wine. Especially yeah. for a point guard too. Yeah, that's that's unheard. That's like John Stockton level of longevity. Yeah. 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 I mean, she's literally 39 years old. Like I don't. I don't know how she's doing it. Good as the Sue Bird. Although Tarazi's getting up there too, I think. And she's, she's still, still balling it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Tarazi's, to me, still the GOAT. Tarazi. She's the GOAT. Oh, for yeah. Sure. She's got to be the GOAT. I mean, she's just, she's super fun to watch. She's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Well, that's your WNBA talk for the year, I guess. Um, <laughs> that's, <laughs> the last piece of news I got is more on the coaching carousel here. Um, According to ESPN, Darvin Ham is now being considered for the Clippers job, uh, surprisingly Ooh. enough. Uh, Darvin Ham, he's a, he's a Milwaukee Bucks assistant coach. Uh, he's also the front runner or a finalist, at least, for the Indiana Pacers coaching gig, um, according to the same article by Malik Andrews. So, yeah, I guess the, the Clippers are looking outside the house, I guess, for other candidates to, to set against Ty Lue. I don't know. Who do you think they go with? Do they should they go with like outside of Ty Lue or is he the guy that they should go with? I mean, I thought that was the whole plan. I mean, should they have had a plan if they weren't if they were going to fire Doc? You think? You think? 
<laughs> I really just I don't know enough about Darvin Ham to say one way or the other. That's, that's a crazy that, name, but I like that name. So maybe I, Darvin Ham should get that. I think that might be a bad thing. Um, where you, with this group, you might need to bring in someone that is an established winner, uh, which Tai Lu obviously is. Um, yeah. What, yeah, he's, uh, a, he's a bit of an unknown commodity, that's for sure. But clearly he's uh, well thought of because he's being interviewed for all these head coaching jobs. Darvin so. Carvin Ham. <laughs> if he doesn't have a nickname, uh, I, I should yeah. I should probably patent that and get some royalties. The Ham Man. We should do that. Yeah, the hamburger. Submit it to Basketball Reference. Maybe you'll get it on there. I mean, they have oh, all so many good ones actually. So many good ones. Darvin Carvin Hamburglar. The Hamburglar. <laughs> oh, I like it. If he if he he played, I wonder if how many if he's like a a defensive guy. That would be awesome. The Hamburglar. <laughs> Hamburglar. I mean, if he's an offensive guy, you could just say he, he he's carving up the ham defense there. So yeah, <laughs> carving it up ham style. You know, that's a good. <laughs> Maybe he's a snowboarder, just carving it up. <laughs> carving Darwin. Um, yeah. So that's interesting to me that they're going that much off book. But uh, he won. I guess that's N- not. He won the NCAA but... slam dunk contest in 1996. Ooh, hire him. Get him on that staff. He teach those dunks. All right. Well, that's all I've got. I don't know if you guys have any other topics, but uh, we should we could wrap it up now. Okay, so we got some actual. I do want to just his actual nicknames are Ham Slamwich and Duncan Darwin. Okay, <laughs> Slamwich very good. Slamwich, I think ours yeah. were better than Duncan Darwin though. That kind yeah, of, Duncan Darwin's kind of too alliteration is a crutch. Let's be honest yeah. here, right? Like with nicknames, like <laughs> yeah. you could do better than that. Ham Slamwich is solid. I like it. Yeah, I like that. That's that's nice. <laughs> Ham Slamwich with extra Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I've got. Uh, any words from you guys? Any last uh, comments? A great big get a boo. Great big get a boo. It's getting bigger. Okay. Call that's the greatness. Cool. This time for the Yankees. Let's let's uh let's finish off those the rays. Yankees. Oh, let's finish Jesus. off those rays. Yankees. Jesus. Two more games. I mean, we didn't talk about the refing, which is the whole thing we wanted to get into, but I don't think anyone wanted to hear from me about the refing. No, no. We'll leave that for the we just need. I guess, yeah, my true final words are, let's get some GD accountability for these guys. My goodness. Why don't we just have robots ref? I don't know. I don't know why we won't. Like, I feel like that's better. Well, I mean, I mean their union will never let that happen. I guess that's the answer, right? They got the a actual union? answer. Yeah, they have a ref union. Why do you think that no ref ever criticizes another ref? (laughs) You don't want to get ostracized from the union, man. Well, you got to watch out. Robots are notorious, uh, have notorious gambling problems. I have 30 bucks on this game. You have fouled out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. We're getting a little loopy. Let's end it. I think it's a sign <laughs> from the robot overlords. Uh, all right. So that's it for us. Episode 34 in the books. Thanks for coming. Thanks for enjoying it with us. And we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.